If you have your Bibles, turn to Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. I knew a minister one, one time, and he would call it Ecclesiastics. <laughs> it's kind of like gymnastics, Ecclesiastics. Um, and we'll get there in a moment. And, and um, man, we had an awesome time with, uh, with Pastor Carla last week. That was such gr- so great. Thank you for sewing into that ministry and that outreach. She sends her love, and she sends her appreciation for the finances that we got to sew into her. And, and you just, just so you know, we got to be a part of um, a part of the school outreach of sewing in $15,000 into her. And praise God. Amen. And so with that, she sent me a note yesterday. Remember we told her budget for this year for the school was $60,000 that she's already halfway there. You know, just in the first month, just for her budget for that school part, not the, not the rest of the ministry, but just that school part. So thank you for being a part of that. And of course, with Dr. Savelle two weeks before that. And uh, man, so I'm, 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 I'm grateful I get to impart to you this, this morning. And I've been talking about just aligning myself with Dr. Savelle with a prophetic word. And what's my role as a pastor? Because an apostle gift is different than a pastoral gift. And so he declares the word for the church. So I go get with Jesus and I seek the Lord on what's my role to pastor us to not only support the prophetic word, to not only encourage the prophetic word and add my faith to that prophetic word, but how do we walk in that prophetic word? Right? How do we, how do we walk it out? How do we step into it? Because we've, we've released our seed, right? How, how about you? Do you release your point? You release your point of contact seed, right? So you release your faith, right? But you know, there's, there's times where, where if we're not careful, we can uproot our seed. There's a lot of times we can let go of our faith. The word says, don't let go of your faith, but hold to your faith, right? And, and so there's things that we have to do. And, and, and there's things also that we might have to change in our lives because maybe our lifestyle might be hindering us from seeing the supernatural increase. You know, it's like, you know, God's pouring supernatural increase in your life, but if you might not make other adjustments, it just pours through your life and never makes an impact in your life. So, so, so let's, let's say the prophetic word to get together. 2020, God is opening a new door and bringing su- supernatural increase like never before. Amen. Amen. Do you believe that word? Have you received that word? I don't know about you, but I'm expecting supernatural increase. Amen. And, and, and financially, physically, emotionally, <laughs> wisdom, ministry, church. Hallelujah. Building expansion. Hallelujah. I'm increasing every, in every way, in every way, increase in every way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Some of you will never, Lord, this is a pastoral statement. Some of you will never increase financially until you increase spiritually. There, there's, there, there, it works together. It works together. So, so, um, so I, my role has been the Lord kept speaking to me back in when we were in South Africa, even it came as, as it pertained to the church personally, is this word simplify. Simplify. My role with this aspect of, of supernatural increase is we looked at Abraham, we looked at Isaac, we looked at people in the scripture, and their supernatural increase came when they understood who they were with. Who they were with. If you look at uh, Genesis chapter 48, verse 17, you can just make note of that. 
It's talking of, of you have Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and, and Jacob is talking, and he's speaking, and he's declaring. He goes, he goes, whom Abraham and my father Isaac walked habitually before the Lord. See, Isaac increased in the land of famine, but his son speaks up and says, whom my father Isaac walked habitually. Meaning it was, he understood something about who he was with in this relationship. And understanding our, that simplify aspect is our lives can get so busy. We can have so many things inundated with so much information. Impacted by so many things from the news, from media, our family, our friends, reports from the doctor, everything surrounding us and all the things we have to do, all the things we have to get done, all the things that may be going on in the inside of our hearts, things that we experienced in the past and they can just make our life so cluttered and so busy. But the Lord is, wants me to declare to you, we've got to simplify. Now, what does the word simplify mean? It means to reduce down to the basic essentials. Simplify. I believe a key for us walking into supernatural increase is simplifying our lives. Simplifying our lives. Because, you know what, you might be so busy that you don't hear or see the open door. You might have so many things going on and being worried about so many things, just the open door just, just goes right by you. So, this simplify. Now, let's look at this in Ecclesiastes chapter 10. And I'm going to be dealing with this over the next few weeks and different aspects of it. Ecclesiastes 10, verse 10. The King James says... If the iron be blunt and he do not wet the edge, then must he put to more strength, but wisdom is profitable to direct. Amplified says, if the axe is dull and the man does not wet the edge, he must put forth more strength, but wisdom helps him to succeed. Now, that's interesting, isn't it? Now, help us, Lord. Can I get any volunteers? If the axe, if the axe is dull, if the iron is dull, you have to put more, forth more strength. You know, and what I, I have to ask myself, am I the sharpest that I need to be? If the iron's dull, you have to put more strength. And see, that's a lot of times what it may seem like in our, in our natural lives. Well, if I just try a little harder, if I just work a little harder, if I just, if I just you know, if I, if I do this, if I do this, if I do this, if I do this, if I just work a little harder. Maybe working harder necessarily, I'm not against hard work, trust me. But there's, the principle I want to deal with is, is sometimes we're just trying to press through life. I'm just, it's, I'm just, I'm just going to press through life instead of taking a step back. And maybe I need to simplify my life. And, 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 and the Lord gave me this statement. He goes, Justin, 
You're trying to reap a great harvest with a dull instrument. And he was, and, and he, and he was talking about me and my personal life. So, so the key is not just to keep doing what we've been doing. The key is sharpen the axe. The key is, okay, let me just put a little more strength to it. Let me just throw it a little harder and maybe something will happen. No, the key is if you wet the edge. Now, this isn't, W-H-E-T isn't, isn't an old English way to say wet as in I'm wet with water. But it's W-H-E-T. And what does wet mean? It means to polish. It means to sharpen. You know, if you see the, the old the things of blacksmiths and they're, and they got that stone wheel and what are they doing? They're, they're sharpening the edge of it. If you have a knife sharpener at home, you've got something that you're putting in that knife sharpener and what it is, it's something that is sharpening that edge. It's, it's doing something. But you know what? It's not just, it's not just me, um, polishing it. Because technically I could polish it with a dust rag. But would that sharpen it? No. See, the sharpness and becoming sharp in my life has everything to do with what I'm rubbing against. See, to wet means to rub against a surface to make sharper. So it's what you're rubbing against that is either making you dull in life or making you sharp in life. See, it's what you're, it's what you're rubbing against. You know, Proverbs chapter 13, 20 says, if you walk with wise men, you'll be wise. See, it's what I'm rubbing against. See, if you walk with wise men, you'll be wise. So that lets me know I I can't hang around stupid people. (laughs) I mean, I mean, I'm telling you, if you, if you, if you, if you, if you want to get rich, don't start, don't, don't hang around, always hang around with people that are just broke. Because, because the thing is, is there's something they have, I don't have. So therefore I, you know what? I need to rub up against them. But, but dealing with this aspect from a spiritual standpoint, asking yourself, what have I been rubbing against? Because it's what you're rubbing against that either is going to make you dull or make you sharp. If you sharpen the ax. And we're going to be dealing with this. I don't know for how long, but because, because as a pastor, according to Timothy, it says that the, that the word of God is good for profit, is, is profitable for, uh, in correction, in righteousness, inspiration, right? It's profitable. It says what? So the man of God might be thoroughly furnished, fully equipped for every good work. So as your pastor, my role in the first part of this year is, is we're going to get, we're going to get thoroughly furnished and fully equipped. We're going to get sharp. We're going to get sharp. Why? Because we have something to accomplish. We, we have something to do. You have a destiny to fill. You might have a business to build. Amen. You, you have a family to raise. You have a church to build. You know what? So, so the thing is, is what we're going to do, we're going to get in here together as a church and we're going to get sharp. We're going to get sharp. You, you ready to get sharp? Amen. See, I mean, just to say this, I put being dull... Behind me. Behind me. Amen. Hallelujah. You wanna... Maybe next week uh, we'll practice throwing. We'll see. 
So go to Psalm chapter 1. Psalm chapter 1. We'll just see how far we can get we get in this this morning. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. What are you rubbing against? Because it either make you dull or make you sharp. And there's times in my life where I just was too busy and I got dull. Not, I'm not talking about boring doll. Hopefully, my wife would say, I'm not boring doll. But I'm talking about, you know, why do I as a pastor need to be sharpened? And that, let me, because there's a lot of things we could define that why, the why question, but just put this in your thought life for today, your mind of today. Because I desire maximum impact. Maximum impact. And that's what I want you to see in your life. I want you to see maximum impact. Psalms 1. So this is simplify who you're with. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor stands in the way of sinners. Nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Don't tell me it does not matter who you hang out with. Don't tell me it doesn't matter where you go to church. Don't tell me it doesn't matter what music you listen to. Don't tell me it doesn't matter what movies you watch. Don't tell me, don't tell me that it does not matter on what you take into your eyes and take into your ears. There are some things you need to stop watching. There's some people you need to stop listening to. There's some things that don't need to have any place in your heart or in your life. I'm, I'm just, you say, I want something deep. This, I'm telling you, this is deep. This is deep. He says, blessed is the man. So I could say this cursed is the man. That walketh in the counsel of the ungodly. Or I could say, cursed is the one that watches the view every day. I'll, I'll step on those toes. Well, I mean, it's a, well, you, no, it's divisive, it's division, and there's nothing producing life in you in that. I just lost a whole group of people. I just stepped on toes, and then... But that man, they... They make some great recipes on there sometimes. I'm t- no, I'm telling you. Yeah, it's just good conversation. That's like saying a man reads Playboy to look, to, to look at the articles. <laughs> now I know I only have a, why I only have a couple of scriptures this morning. <laughs> So you could say this cursed is the man. I don't know about you, but I don't like, not like the sound of curse. I sure like the sound of blessed is. Blessed is the man that doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. 
So cursed is the man that does walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Cursed is the man that stands in the way of sinners. Now, that doesn't mean that you're standing in between them and God. It means that you're standing where sinners walk. You're going where you're, you're going where sinners journey. I mean, you're, you're walking and doing the same thing. It's talking about lifestyle. Standing in the way just means that you stand on the same road they are. It says, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. Your bottom line, you know, when I said the view and you're like, well, that, that's scornful. All that is is about being scornful. What does scornful mean? It means to talk. It means to devalue something or someone. When you scorn something, it just doesn't mean that you made a bad comment. It means that you devalue its worth. And some of you need to stop doing that about yourself. Some of you sit at home, somewhat watching my way, sit at home, and all you do is talk about how unvaluable you really are. That's sitting in the seat of the scornful. Also, the word seat there in, in the Hebrew, it denotes a place of judgment. It means, it means you're choosing to be the judge of what's right. And you're choosing to be the judge of what's wrong. So here, but, but, but let's talk about the blessed part. Blessed is the man. And really, the greatest way to, to, to define this in the, in, the, in the Hebrew is, one, empowered to prosper, but really, happy. I'm telling you, we, we, you know, I'll tell you, the world needs some happiness. The world needs some joy. And I'm talking about happiness based on because things are going your way. I'm talking about a happiness that comes from God. I'm talking about a joy that the world cannot take away. I, I'm talking about a, I'm talking about just an excitement and expectation that, that God is moving in my life, that God's doing something in my life. But I'm telling you, that expectation won't come if you're walking, standing, or sitting with the wrong people. But I'm telling you, blessed is the man. Blessed is the happy is the man that's walking with the right people. Happy is the man that's sitting with the right people. Happy is the man, hallelujah, that's standing with the right people. And I'm so grateful that I get to stand with good people. I'm so blessed that, that God has caused me to, to rub next to some amazing people. Hallelujah. Blessed. My life is blessed because of the relationships I've had God the opportunity to build in my life because see, it was in those relationships took me out of the wrong relationships. Tell me, and then a supernatural increase is going to happen when you rub against the right things, when you stand with the right people, when you walk with the right people, when you sit with the right people, blessed is the man. That doesn't do those things, but verse two, but his delight, whose delight, the blessed man, the blessed man's delight, the happy man's delight. What does the happy man take pleasure in? The law of the Lord. And in that law, does he meditate day and night? Who are you with and what are you with? It's either making you dull or making you sharp. Who are you with today? Who are you going to be with on Monday? 
Now, I know you're at church tomorrow and you're doing your, you're doing your spiritual thing. Praise God. Where, where are you at on Monday and Tuesday? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Who, who and what are you rubbing against? Amen. Oh, I, I love being a pastor. Thank you, Jesus. His delight, the blessed man's delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. The word. The word. Who are you with and what are you with? See, the whole aspect, the word simplify, reduce down to the basic essentials. Simplify. So the first thing I need to ask myself is, who am I with? It's not simplify who you're with. It's simplify. Who am I with? Who am I with? What am I with? See, this blessed man, he meditates the word day and night. This, this aspect of who I'm with is about connection. It's about being connected to something. It's like, you know, before you go to bed every night, you plug in that charger. Why? Because you, it, what, nothing, I mean, it, it, it would be a depressing day if we did not have a phone for a moment. <laughs> so we make sure we plug in to that phone. Why? We need that phone Sharp. <laughs> we need that phone fully connected. So therefore, my phone has to get with the right thing so it can do and fulfill its purpose. So it's the same thing in my life. Meditating the day and word day and night. What am I with and who am I with? Then the next verse says this. And he, who's he? The blessed man. And he... The blessed man shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. So the blessed man doesn't sit here. He doesn't stand there, nor does he walk here. But what does he do? He, his delight, his pleasure, his, his passion, his desire, his pursuit is the word of God. And because his pursuit is rubbing against the word of God, what now, because his pursuit is this, he's like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in his season. Meaning when I'm walking with the right people and I'm connecting with the right thing, it will cause me to bring forth fruit in my season. My season. So really, ultimately, fruitfulness had everything to do with who and what this blessed man was connected to. She'll bring forth fruit in his season. His, the blessed man's leaf, also shall not wither. And whatsoever he does shall prosper. Whatever he does shall prosper. I don't know about you, but that sounds like increase to me. Supernatural increase is going to have everything to do with who you're connected with and what you're connected with. Hallelujah. In verse 4, the ungodly are not so. 
So who do you want to rub against? Who do you want to rub against? Who do you want to, who do you want to connect with? What do you need to connect with? Let's go to John chapter 15. So quiet. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for the word. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Man, just look to your neighbors. I'm getting sharp right now. Look to the other side and say, sharpen up. Maybe some of you have to tell your name, wake up. So, verse 1 of John 15 says, I am the vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, he takes it away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it that it may bring forth more fruit. Okay, before I elaborate some more and read more scriptures here, I want you to understand, thank you, Father, that when he talks about my Father removes these things, he takes away. Well, let's look at verse 3 first. It says, Now you are clean through the word which I've spoken unto you. Now, you see, it wasn't now you're purged because I sent sickness into your life. It's not I, I you know, you're, you're, you're I'm, I'm purging you right now because, because you're, 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 I'm gonna do, you're in these negative things. So, you know, God's just trying to purge my life right now. This has nothing to do with negative circumstances necessarily. This has nothing, this has, but how was he purged? By the word that was spoken. You see, there was something with about the word. There was something about the word that was, you were clean because of the word that I've spoken. So we could use the same aspect of the, of the sharp. You are sharp because of the word that I've spoken to you. Because you're talking about that as that is purged. It's so what? So more fruit can grow. So it's the same thing. There needs to be some things that are hindering things that are out of the way. So more fruit can grow. And it's the same aspect. There's things that need to be removed. And how did, how are those things removed? It's by the word. So how are we going to get sharp? It's going to be the word. The word is what's going to sharpen us. It's not my, it, it's, it, it's his delight. What the blessed man, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in that law, does he meditate day and night? And what, when he meditates day and night, he's going to be like a tree. And when he becomes like a tree, he's going to grow up and his leaf will not wither. But whatever he does is going to prosper. Why? Because he meditated the word. So I want you to see this aspect of, of, of being sharp about increase and about growing. It's about the word coming into our lives and removing things that are hindering us from being sharp. Hindering us from making maximum impact in our lives. Verse, verse uh, 4. Jesus says here, abide in me. Who are you with? Simplify. Reduce down to the basic essentials. Who are you with? What does Jesus say? Abide in me. 
and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you, except you abide in me. See, supernatural increase, growth in your life, fulfillment of your calling and your purpose has everything to do with abiding in him. Abiding in him. I think just you can't get any more simpler than Jesus saying, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added. You can't get any more simpler than that. But yet our lives can get so busy. As your pastor, encourage us, all of us, me included. Let's simplify. Abide in him. Abide in him. Verse 5. I am the vine and you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, that's the same, brings forth much fruit. Much fruit. Much fruit comes to pass. How? By abiding in him and him abiding in you. The same brings forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you can't do nothing. Wow. This is simple, guys. Abide in him. Abide in him. What do we do while we're waiting for supernatural increase? Abide in him. What do we do when we don't know the next decision to make? Abide in him. What do we do when we have a negative report from a doctor? Abide in him. What do we do? Abide in him. Simple. Because without him, I can do nothing. Jesus said, apart from the Father, I can do nothing. This was Jesus' heartbeat. I can't do anything. Now think about it. If Jesus couldn't do anything apart from the Father, what makes us think we could? If Jesus took him being abiding in God and God abiding in him to fulfill his destiny, what makes you think we wouldn't have to? Jesus, if you watch his life, his life was so simple. Simple. I don't so say I don't I don't say anything unless I hear my father say it. I don't do anything unless I see my father do it. You see, this this is, but I'm telling you, this is what's going to make us as, it's going to make us sharp in every area of our lives. Is when we know who we're with, where we're walking, who we're walking with. Jesus said, abide in me, because without me, you can do nothing. Verse 6. If a man abides not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. Is withered. Now, for the sake of our illustration today, let's say it this way. If a man abides not in me, he is cast forth as an axe and can't be used. Why? Because you don't want to use a, a dull instrument. 
So it's the same thing here. It says, if we don't abide in him, it says they'll be withered. I, I don't know about you. I don't like the sound of withered. I don't th- like the sound of dry. I don't like the sound of desert. I don't like the sound of wilderness. I don't like the sound of withered anything. Maybe raisins. But beef jerky, but I don't know. But, but the point is, is, is the thing is, is where you or who you're connected to has everything to do, whether, whether you're going to be fruitful or unfruitful, a withered tree can't produce fruit. So the, 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 the whole aspect of abiding in him is to be fruitful. Thank you, Father. It says, and men gather them. They're with, and, and men gather them. And cast them into the fire, and they are burned. Not God, God doesn't throw them into the fire. God's not throwing them away. It, but men are taking them. And I, and I believe too many men and women are being taken away by, 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 by other men, or by, by the world's way of doing things and the world's perspectives. I, I believe men are, are gathering people. Why? Because people are just going through life and just saying whatever will be, will be. No, you have everything to do with your success. You have everything to do with your prosperity. You have everything to do with your outcomes. Everything. I mean, it's all about where are you abiding? And when we stop abiding in the right place, it will cause us to be taken away from what God ultimately has for us. No man's going to pull me away from my destiny. No natural thing. The God of this world is not going to pull me away. But in order for that to happen, I've got to abide in him. Verse 7. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. If you abide in me, if you're with me and my words are with you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done. Herein is my father glorified. How does the father get glory? That you might bear much fruit. See, the father wants supernatural increase in your life just as much as you do. Your heavenly father, he gets glory when you increase. He gets glory when you increase in any area of your life. Herein is my father glorified that you bear much fruit. But he says, if you abide in me and my word abides in you. So the key, whether we're looking at Psalms 1 or looking at John 15, is abiding in him. And abiding in the word. Now this is a little bit probably different teaching this morning. But I have an assignment for you. (laughs) Because we're going to continue on this word aspect. But so your assignment between now and February 23rd. It's 21 days. Is I want you and us to read... One chapter in the book of John every day. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Well, one thing I love about John is in John, when Jesus said you abide in me, 
the book of John, every chapter, it reveals another picture of who Jesus is. In every chapter. Encourage as you're reading it, mark down things of, as you're reading, what, who is Jesus to me in chapter 1? Who is Jesus in chapter 2? Who is Jesus in chapter 3? Because Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you ask you what you will and it shall be done or will be done for you. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. Now, I don't want to just preach a message and challenge us with, with, with abiding in the word and not give you an assignment to be in the word. So, so my assignment to you is between now and Dr. Savell will minister on, on uh, February 23rd, but we're, we're going to get into, we're going to get into this word because I'm telling you, it's, it's where you're hanging out. It's where you're hanging out. Meditate that word day and night. It said, whatever he does will prosper. And see, now it's in your court. You have the choice how your life is going to increase this year. You do. I'm telling you, we're going to get sharp. We're, we're, we're going to get sharp. You know, we get to the end of this year, you, people are going to say, what's different about you? And you say, I, I just got sharp. Look sharp, act sharp, be sharp, sharpen up. I'm telling you, because I'm telling each one of you, as I look around and try to connect with each one of your eyes, you have a purpose and you have a destiny. And we have to, we ha- we have to go forward. But I'm telling you, we got to abide in him and abide in his word. Oh, Father, we thank you for your word today. And we thank you for the impact that it makes in us. I, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're our teacher, you're our guide, and you're our director. So, Father, I thank you as we embrace this assignment over these next 20 day, 21 days and we read a chapter in the book of John each day. Father, I thank you that you will reveal yourself to us in amazing ways. And your word will be down on the inside of us. And it will change us from the inside out. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Rick.